Welcome to Airtime, a podcast by Elevate Aviation, exploring all things aviation with a focus on the people inside the industry and their careers. Here is your host and podcast producer, Kendra Kincaid. Good morning to everyone who is joining us on Zoom. Good morning to everyone who is joining us on Facebook. And I'm going to say good morning to the people who are joining me as our guests today because I'm really, really excited because it is Elevate Aviation Day on Elevate Aviation's webinar. And today we are going to learn all about the Elevate Aviation Learning Center. What is it? Why are we doing it? How did it get started? Who are the people involved in it? What are our future plans with it? There's so much going on with it and it is such an exciting thing to talk about for us anyway i also to celebrate have on an elevate aviation t-shirt we got my t-shirt for elevate today and listen i just want to tell you guys we have necklaces they're beautiful can you see them they're they're absolutely beautiful thank yeah, you and yeah nova you have yours on sorry you have yours on rob do you have yours on where's yours rob not yet not yet okay so these necklaces are a fundraiser for elevate aviation as you know with covid everything has sort of come to a halt so uh this is how you can support us if you want to support us and keep keep us going and and being able to do the things we're doing um particularly with um you know the the people that we need to support to run our learning center um this will really help us so you can go to elevateaviation.ca and you can help um by purchasing a necklace so go do that you can wait you can wait till after this webinar before you do that so <laughs> um as i said this uh webinar is brought to you by elevate aviation and uh if you're not on our newsletter you can go to elevateaviation.ca and get on our newsletter and if you want to be a mentor or a mentee or um really exciting news our membership site is just about to go live we're really close with it um i don't know how close i think we're a couple weeks away or so but we are going to go live with our membership site and that's another way that you can help support us and get more involved with what we're doing so to get started i am going to introduce the panel that we have today we have uh nova who is the program director inside the elevate aviation learning center and nova has invited a couple of guests that um help us with the learning center so um we have rob and we have sophia hi you guys hey hello rob is from canadian north and sophia is from the edmonton flying center and um we're going to talk to everyone and get to know more about who they are and what they do and why they're on this learning center panel so, so uh, nova let's start with you can um tell us about yourself and um so you're the director of the elevate aviation learning center what does that mean and, and how did how how did you get into this role <laughs> well um you know this role actually came to me through um an old network um friend and was highly unexpected and yet felt like kismet because uh, I started my career with the airport at Canada 3000 and uh, later worked for the airport authority itself as a duty manager and with a customer service program that they were running. I ran, um, went over to Edmonton Tourism after that and took that customer service training program sort of citywide. And then I uh, made a move that was a little bit outside of the um, tourism travel industry and went to Women Building Futures where that organization helps women in unconventional um, career paths in construction and things like that. 
And um, after that, went into Braden Center for Learning. That was, again, an, a, a learning center where we were working with unemployed Albertans. So when this opportunity with uh, Elevate came up, it felt like it brought all of my worlds together where I was going to be working with women in non-conventional um, career paths in aviation. And um, yeah, bringing that passion I had for where I started my career all back full circle. So it's been extremely exciting. It was a, it's been a weird time to come on board with COVID happening about two months after my start date. But um, I'm so excited with the team that I'm working with and, you know, where this learning center has to go. It started as a really, in a really solid spot a year ago and only has up to go. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, yeah. Sophia, you, you, of course, are, are not only um, the chief flight instructor, you are part of Elevate as our director of advocacy, and you have been around the Learning Center for um, since the beginning. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what this Learning Center is? What, what is it all about? And why are we doing it? Oh, man. Um, for so many reasons. One, because it's a ton of fun. And it's one of those things that, you know, we found from, you know, the people we talked to with Elevate and such that people don't think about careers in aviation primarily because they don't know they exist, right? We've had that said to us, as you know, uh, over and over and over again. Why didn't I hear about this career? Why didn't I know about this? And, you know, from my own personal experience, I hadn't heard about anything in aviation other than being a pilot. And that was just because I was an air cadet. So the Learning Center was like, let's try to find a way to get, you know, kids from all different ages and all different backgrounds, girls, boys, different, you know, cultures, so on and so forth to see like, wow, what is out there and uh, to get to go behind the scenes because once you kind of see, you know, what's behind the door of aviation, pretty much everybody's either hooked and wants in or at least is like, you know, has that much more um, kind of excited outlook on it. So that was kind of the big part was to get people interested sooner and to know a little bit more about it as an option. Right. So um, for everyone watching, um, basically what happened was uh, we were doing our cross-country tours. Sophia is also uh, basically in charge of the, the Western Canada side of the cross-country tours and I do the Eastern side. And we have been, we brought in thousands, I guess, of young women and showing them about aviation careers. And they all ask the same thing. At the end of the day, they all say, why haven't we heard of these careers before? And so we put our brains together and thought, you know, what can we do to, to you know, everyone's been trying to ask that question. How do we get more exposure to the aviation industry out to students and this was our answer uh, to start this learning center and basically what we did is is um we knew a few people uh, you know around the aviation industry in edmonton and we went and called them up and said hey this is the plan this is what we want to do do you want to be part of it and one of the people we called was uh, canadian north and we had no idea that Canadian North would do what they did inside the Learning Center. So basically the Learning Center, uh, we're bring, we bring kids, um, students, and we, we'll talk about who they are more uh, here shortly, um, but we bring in students, we bring in adults into the airport for an entire week and we expose them to, um, our mission is to provide, a, uh, instill a passion for aviation. And we have, um, different partners so when we found 
Canadian North, wanted to be part of it. And Rob is, you cannot ask for anyone better, right? <laughs> <Nope>, exactly. <laughs> you cannot ask for anyone better. So Rob, can you explain what your role in our learning center is? Because I, like your excitement is contagious and it, it's just, it's made the learning center so wonderful. Right on. Well, thank you. I'm blushing with that uh, intro there. Um, to be honest, when I was first approached, um, it was very, uh, it was a tall order what uh, I was, um, you know, and I think I put it upon myself to have something that was worthwhile as a former uh, NATE instructor for the Aircraft Structures Program. I'll just preface by saying that for the six years I was there, I mean, you know, let's face it, maybe I taught a total of six female students in the two dozen, you know, uh, class sizes, right, through those uh, six years I was at Nate. So um, I noticed uh, there is quite uh, a disparity in industry between, you know, the male-female ratio. Um, and that's one of the things that we um, obviously are here to promote and highlight. So when we did um, bring in the kids, I know the young adults, we wanted to have something that was a little bit um, interactive and was more maintenance themed. So um, I can't take all the credit, obviously, when it came to um, uh, you know, spurring interest in the program, I had one, uh, Caitlin Murray, who's my counterpart in the QA department. Uh, so we brainstormed, um, and to make a long story short, one of the interactive com components that we created was uh, a really cool maintenance-themed um, escape room. And uh, we run, uh, we will, we've run hundreds of students through that, and um, it's been quite popular. Um, obviously, you know, the kids love the escape room. I joke, well, if you try ours, it's gonna be only half price, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we really love doing that. And uh, we divvy up the students, the other ones that come visit for the morning session. We have a really cool interactive uh, sheet metal um, project that um, with our SATE ties, they gave us uh, some cool little Boeing 737 keychains. Uh, keychains, uh, some assembly required. So um, yeah, we definitely keep uh, the, the students, all the young learners uh, interested. Um, and it just, you know, it's almost like a tip of the iceberg. This is a, but a little appetizer towards, you know, so many different uh, possible careers in aviation. Do the kids get excited when they realize they're actually going to go inside a real Boeing 737 airplane? Like I, I imagine for a lot of them, it's their first time. Oh yeah, anyone that uh, has ever, you know, even myself when I started and anyone that's never been inside a hangar before, um, the scope, uh, like just looking at an aircraft from ground level, I mean, most people enter a commercial aircraft through the tunnel or whatever, right? So to be on ground level and to see uh, the aircraft um, and, you know, now we say, oh, well, it's just a 737, but for these kids, it's like, wow, this thing is massive. So. Yeah, lots of firsts uh, whenever they, they come to Canadian North, that's for sure. Yeah, I went, I remember um, I went one day, I went in to see them and I got to, I got to do the riveting with the, the keychain that you were talking about. And, uh, and it's just so much fun to do 
rather than sit in class and just listen to your teacher talk, which is wonderful teachers, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's so much fun to actually get out there and have a, a hands-on activity and then to go up into that room where you have the, the video that explains what's about to happen to the kids uh, for the escape room. And then they, they walk into this airplane and actually have that experience. It's, it's pretty amazing that you guys are doing that. I know that takes a lot of effort on your part. So uh, we all appreciate so much that you do that <laughs> right on and if i could just interject like you know with the merger of like you know the new company like it's first air down east and you know canadian north out west like even the new company and the they like the new canadian north they're like oh man we still want to keep our close ties with elevate and definitely promoting i mean pre-covid we were running like i said hundreds of students so you know we just have to create some have some creative solutions in terms of uh, keeping uh, the momentum going I suppose yeah definitely Nova can you tell us so when, when the learning center started it really started with uh, a, a really specific age group and it was high school students up to about 29 um, can you tell us what that looks like now yeah so um, you know because we've really been looking at trying to transition and reach more kids. Um, we are looking at going online, which means that, you know, obviously we can kind of introduce the um, aviation careers to a lot more people. So, you know, what we're looking at is expanding this, what we kind of call our exploration week or our aviation exploration um, from that high school level and bringing it right down to about the, the students that are in grade six. Grade six is the time within the school system where they're introduced to aviation. So we really wanna support the teachers um, and bring that conversation a little bit broader and a little bit bigger to those students so that you know, by the time they are in junior high and really starting to think about you know, their high schools because there are so many different high school choices now that um, have some specific focuses that they might end up going into a high school that has an aviation focused um, program. So we really want to start reaching those younger kids um, with part of this exploration week. And then, of course, we've been dreaming during this whole COVID time where we'll also um, introduce a little bit more of a junior program. And we'll want to reach kids that are from about kindergarten to grade five, where we just start talking about, you know, what it looks like to make a trip to the airport. And, you know, all the people that are involved when you're heading off on a trip to see grandma or something like that. Um, but we definitely don't want to lose the focus and the principles of making sure that it's really immersive, hands-on, and authentic. So our partners are, are just our number one um, supporters in this because they are the ones who have the boots on the ground and are, are doing the work every day. So they can bring us that true, um, true vision of what it feels and what it looks like to be in those aviation careers. Uh, so Sophia, you are a female in aviation. <laughs> um, <laughs> surprise. Um, tell us, I mean, we've been told when we first started this, I remember we had a couple social media people say, hey, why are you trying to get women in aviation? They're just not interested in aviation. What do you think about that? And can you also tell us about what you're doing right now, like where you are right now as part of your job? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I'll start with the, I guess, the back kind of first question of, you know, like in in the industry and such. I never, I was really lucky that way that I, I didn't really ever feel that it wasn't 
normal for a girl. It wasn't really until somebody pointed out in my like aviation class that there was only a couple of us. And then I was like, oh yeah. Um, Cause in air cadets, it, there is quite a few girls. So it didn't feel, you know, like, and that I think is a really great attribution to that program that it is, there's people from all kinds of backgrounds and ages and male, female doesn't like whatever you choose to identify as uh, are accepted. So that's really cool. And, and then, you know, as I've continued, there's not as many, but I've noticed like at the flight school and such, we get really excited because there'll be days where there's more women than men. Um, and so, you know, a few of the students will be like, Sophia, we're winning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just cute to see that. But, you know, of course, we, you know, we love everybody, but it's just cool just to see that that, that gap is starting to change. Um, and today I'm actually sitting up in high prairie. <laughs> so I, uh, I fly for a, a couple of construction companies part time. And one of the aircraft that I fly for them, uh, I brought one of their guys up from Spring Bank. So I've been up since like stupid o'clock this morning and went down to Spring Bank, picked him up. And now I'm uh, in High Prairie and it's great little airport up here. They just like, I, I'm actually a little sad because tomorrow they're having a big barbecue and a grand oh. reopening of the airport. So I'm a day early. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just hanging out here. And uh, it's funny, you could see there's been a bunch of other pilots here because there's a, a chalkboard sort of in the room um, in the terminal building. And it's got a bunch of cheesy drawings of different airplanes fighting each other from different companies. So <laughs> it's quite cute. Can we see it right behind you? Um, maybe. It's like on the board back there, there's a oh. coffee pot. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the guys from um, Alberta Central Airways and CanWest, medevac pilots mostly, who will get here waiting for, you know, a patient to pick up or drop off, and they'll, they'll draw little funny airplanes and such. So <laughs> it's a fun industry, that's for sure. Well, you know, and there's so many different careers for pilots, right? Yeah. Like you and I have talked about this so many times that people think in order to be a pilot, you have to go and be a commercial airline pilot and be gone all the time but that's not the case is it no it definitely isn't i mean that is an awesome career path if that's what you like or or that's kind of what your dream is and you know lots of people think that that's all that there is or that's maybe their dream and then and then find something else along the way which is i think just really awesome um so like myself i love instructing and then the kind of corporate side of things is great the gentleman i flew up uh today for example i've known him now for 10 years and um, you know, he telling me about his vacations and his kids and he sat up front with me the whole way up and you know, it was just kind of neat how you build those those relationships. Um, and then in kind of, you know, other ways there's also like options of like I said, medevac, air ambulance, so on and so forth. So tons and tons of different options, firefighting, police, survey work, all kinds. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I love. Um that you know when the kids get to talk to you they really get to, to get to hear all the different options that are out there um so nova we had an elevated aviation learning center in edmonton yep going really well starting a wait list for teachers so it was sort of like a first come first serve <laughs> basis getting into our to our week-long program and we were starting to open one in calgary um, can you tell us a little bit about, about what that's going to look like or where we are with that right now? Yeah, you know, again, this COVID thing has been crazy. I also just wanted to really quickly um, expand on what Sophia was saying. You know, as much as I've talked about getting more women into the program and, and Sophia's 
um, mentioned that our focus and we're always so happy and cheerleading for the women in the program we are definitely not excluding men and boys um, yeah we want to make sure you know everybody is welcome we definitely have both um, girls and boys men and women who participate in the program but it's just a lot easier for boys and, and um, men to find you know, people who look like them that are doing the jobs. And so, you know, we're just really making a pointed effort to make sure that some of these young girls can see themselves in the women that are, are in these careers. And, um, and just making a little bit more of a concerted effort towards that. So that being said, um, you know, we were planning our expansion into Calgary uh, in the spring. We were supposed to be starting our very first week in April with support of the Calgary <laughs> Airport Authority. Um, yeah, we had the Calgary, um, Calgary Airport Authority as one of our partners. We were going to be working with WestJet, with SAIT, um, with Mount Royal, uh, Springbank Airport, Jazz Airlines, and Hangar Flight Museum. And um, having, again, another week-long program where students would spend five days um, exploring all of these different aviation careers. And unfortunately, uh, when March 15th hit, we just sort of rolled day by day to see where we would land, and we ended up not being able to launch. Um, but, you know, we've been in regular communication with um, the Calgary Airport Authority and talking about sort of their progression through all of this and um, we know they're still extremely highly supportive and um, it's another reason that our online program that we're working towards launching here September um, is, is so important, you know, um, and even being based in both Edmonton and Calgary you know, they are the big centers in, in Alberta, but we want to reach like as many students as possible. So, you know, for those that might be in rural areas or even outside of Alberta that want to learn, um, the online really makes that accessible. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed that we're going to be able to get back in there. We are certainly uh, taking our bookings and, and our, have our fingers crossed for being able to potentially get back into person um, experiences in the spring. But again, we have to just see where our partners are at, you know, what their mandates are looking like, what their staffing levels are, and, you know, what their, their protocols are going to be with regard to COVID. So we're, you know, fingers are always crossed for this, but we're, gonna, we're ready to roll with it. <laughs> so, Rob, you've been a teacher at Nate, and of course, uh, what you're doing with us, with the Learning Centre, with the students coming into the industry. And I always say, like, it's wonderful to get out there in career fairs and, and uh, go out and talk to schools. And we do that. We do that all across Canada. Um, but I also feel like bringing students, and, and you know this, we've talked about this, bringing students into the aviation industry where they can feel it and touch it and play with it. And that is like, it makes a difference. What, what do you think of that? Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, uh, I think when we originally talked about having the hands-on um, with a maintenance team, um, yeah, it just, made uh, the mornings you know i recollected all the uh, young adults all the learners that came through and uh, you know at first my first thought was man we're gonna be here these kids are gonna be here for three and a half hours uh four hours what are we gonna do and then you know fast forward to you know two or three weeks later it was like wow that, that morning is done right like it was just um so quick in terms of uh they, they felt it, it would just, uh, you know, went by uh, and there was lots of learning and, you know, I don't know what the best term is, inadvertent learning. They didn't even know they were learning when they were doing all these maintenance puzzles and, uh, 
you know, get to the next clue in the escape room, that sort of thing. So yeah, definitely, um, as we know, the instructor-led or just the hands-on, like you said, is, is definitely, if, if, if it can be done, um, the way to go. You know, and, and back to um, Nova or Sophia, one of you said, you know, you have to see it. You know, like I know you were talking about, you know, getting people out there to, to see people more like them. One of my favorite stories uh, is, is, and I've said this on the webinar before, um, there was a snowbird pilot, or she was not a snowbird pilot, she was pilot in the military and she was at an air show and she's watching the snowbirds go by and it took the uh, announcer saying the names of the snowbird pilots as they flew by and she, she heard one of them was a female. And when she heard that, she was like, oh, what? females can do this like like why couldn't they right and uh and then she said she decided right then and there she wanted to be a snowbird pilot and and she did she became a snowbird pilot um and we have uh so many other examples like that that really show um the importance of of getting in to see things themselves like getting their hands on it and, um for us like showing that other women are doing the careers but but even if you take that part of out of it, just getting into like walking inside that airplane and getting to play around a little bit. Um, the riveting that I did with you guys. I mean, afterwards we went out and we looked at the skin of the air and you put out all the rivets and I was like, there are a million of them? How many are there? I don't know. It's, like, but now I have a new appreciation for it myself. I'm just like, wow, this is cool. I could do this, you know? But before actually feeling and touching and I was like no I have no interest in that and after you see it it's like wow this is cool this is really cool so yeah and further to that like I mean you know the, the scope of aviation careers is huge because you know we always think about the airplanes and the pilots and then having to fix the planes but you know we're we also dive into working with the airport authorities and everything that goes on in an airport and you know the amount of planning and the security and just everything that goes on at the airport. There's so many different types of jobs there as well. Um, and then further to that, like when we start thinking about the future, you were mentioning that we work with a lot of high school students. You know, we really have a design thinking component to um, the learning. And as much as it's experiential, we really want them thinking into the future, pro learning how to problem solve and talking about, you know, where we even think and dream that this industry might go. And so, you know, with drones starting to come in, we, we've got a, a great component that we talk about drones and, and kind of where that's going to go and what that can lead to. And, you know, we talk about it in such simple terms where it's like, oh, you know, somebody will deliver my pizza or my Amazon delivery, but everything behind the scenes around that and that has to be developed with technology and with um, even air traffic control, like what you do, Kendra, you know, there's a lot of thought and planning that has to go on in that before these things can actually manifest. So it's incredible, the vast um, scope that, that aviation encompasses. Yeah, um, I have a couple questions I want to get to, but Nova, don't let me forget. I want to get back to our online portion. Sure. I want to talk about that before we go. So the first question, um, she says, uh, uh, hello, I'm enjoying hearing from all the speakers in the webinar. Question, do you have any partnerships with companies in the US for your initiative? Um, mm. So, uh, does anyone want to talk about that first or do you want me to sort of talk about our uh, intended expansion? <laughs> I think you're probably best to handle that one. Okay. Okay. Well, we have, um, we've always had plans to open a learning center here in Edmonton and then go to Calgary. And just like our cross country tour, we started in Edmonton, 
then the next year we went Edmonton, Calgary, and five years from from the point that started. So in 2020, we were going to in 2019, we went to 20 locations across Canada, including a Calvet, Whitehorse and Yellowknife, uh, Vancouver, all the way to Gander and Goose Bay. And the dream was to really do the same thing with the learning center, to start this learning center in Edmonton, go into Calgary. Uh, we were already in talks with different airports like the Waterloo, uh, Kelowna, uh, Toronto, Ottawa, Halifax, maybe um, talking to different people about maybe opening a learning center there, but then COVID hit and everything stopped. Um, we don't have uh, partners in the US right now, but we like to dream. And I mean, I would love to eventually open these learning centers uh, in the States and, and just have learning centers all around the world. Because what what is, I hope we're getting across here that uh, really clearly is that we are making a difference in the aviation industry and, sh and getting people interested. Like the question is, how do we get people interested in aviation? You bring them to the learning center because we expose them to so many different things inside that learning center. And, um, and, and so I'll talk about the stats for a moment. We, we polled all the kids that came through our learning center and we had, at the end of our weeks, at the end of uh, two sessions, we had a spring session and a fall session, and we had 60% female attendees, 40% males, and uh, we polled them all and asked them a bunch of different questions. And we said, um, out of, now that you've taken the week, do you have an interest in getting a career in aviation? And 77% of the boys said yes, and 76% percent of the girls said yes. So I thought that was really cool that it was basically the same between young men and young women who are interested in aviation. But yes, we definitely we definitely have a dream of of um, getting involved with the US in this. So um, if you want to have a conversation about that, <laughs> let us know, let us know. Um, another question here, it says, um, do adults that attend the learning weeks get any job opportunities after they are done? Nova, do you want to take that one? Yes. Um, so in its current form, we, you know, we don't have a direct to work placement um, component yet, but it is 100% something that we are actually striving toward. So, um, you know, fingers crossed, we're actually looking at doing um, a project here in this next, uh, very near future in this next year where we want to be able to talk directly with our partners again and um, have a, a more serious discussion about, you know, skill competencies and work readiness and what that might look like so that when we do have some um, adult students that are definitely interested, we can serve as a bridge um, from that interest and some potential um, early le early learning into the aviation industry and then into some potential you know work experience or on the job training so um you know this is we've got dreams that we want to have done in, in that are probably 10 years worth of, of uh dreams in in the next year but you know it definitely is our intention because that's where we actually do see um the biggest kind of disconnect is you know you might be really excited and interested in something but then where you go from there so, you know, some of our programming is looking to adjust to accommodate for that. And then, um, yeah, building that bridge between that training and the employer um, portion of it. Yeah, really important. Um, 
there's uh, so Angie is on Facebook and Angie is one of the uh, absolutely wonderful women that that brings out a group of women into our learning center. Um, and uh, so hi to you, Angie. Thanks for watching. Sophia, can you talk about the mentorship element that we have inside the learning center? Yeah, so one of the cool things about Elevate in General is we have our mentorship program, of course, where we pair up um, people that are interested in getting into the aviation or that are already in training uh, with people that are doing those jobs or that they may want to, you know, like, so if you want to be a air traffic controller, you know, we pair you up with an air traffic controller, or if you want to be a, you know, an airline pilot, we'll pair you up with an airline pilot, you want to be a flight instructor, so on and so forth. And uh, with the Learning Center, we do that same sort of idea, but also it kind of works in twofold. And, and Rob, you can probably kind of test this a little bit too, just with when the kids are there and they're working with your staff, um, there's a little bit of mentorship happening even without it even yeah. meaning to, which is really beautiful and cool because, you know, those kids are like, oh, this person's so neat. Look what they're doing, even though that your staff member's just doing their job and, you know, just it's trying to help show a kid what, what they're doing. So that part's just natural. And then afterwards, uh, they can work with Elevate through um, Nova and through all of us in connecting uh, to mentors. So we've got even people that are just helping answer questions after the learning center of like, okay, I'm a grade 10 student and I wanna get into air traffic control. What courses do I need? Um, or I'm done, I've graduated, how do I apply? Or, okay, I'm halfway through my training, any ideas on jobs, I need a mentor. So we've got like, we try to cover as many stages and areas as we possibly can. Okay. Fantastic. Um, if I could add to that, um, I do recall last year, we even had um, Lives in Transition Week and to an extension to the uh, Learning Center, um, we have people that are like, well, I, you know what? this um, sheet metal thing, it seems interesting to me. So they wanted to uh, learn a little bit more. So even when I was um, instructing at Nate, I kind of implemented the same thing here where it's called the buddy student system, right? Where um, we actually had one female learner. She was fantastic. She was just so into um, sheet metal, but she, you know, unless you actually try it for half a day or, and just, um, so basically what uh, the young lady did was she shadowed our sheet metal friends, Perry and Carrie, and uh, yeah, she uh, got a real taste of what it's like to work in the hangar. They even got her doing a little structural repair. But the cool thing about that hands-on is that at the end of the day, you could be like, you know what, this isn't exactly what I thought it would be, or on the other hand, it could be, oh, this is fantastic. I need to know more about, you know, uh, requirements uh, for applying at SAIT or what have you. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, like you spoke about with hands-on, when they have an opportunity to do more than a day and they're interested, we, uh, you know, we welcome um, people to, you know, do a, a shadow opportunity um, here as well. And that, what an incredible opportunity that is for, for people to have, like, to be able to do that. That's it, it, potentially life-changing really is. Um, okay, here's uh, another question. If I'm already in aviation, is there any value into going into the learning center or is it really a beginner level only? I guess I can answer that. I mean, I think, you know, it's like anything in, in life. If you're in one area and one career, you know a lot about that area, but you don't always necessarily know everything about all the other areas. 
um, you know, Elevate just hosted this pilot recurrent training um, this past weekend. And what was really interesting is, you know, what they found to be some of the most valuable information that they got were from fellow aviators in different, different um, areas, you know, and being able to talk to ATC um, and really understand, you know, from their viewpoint, what they're looking at. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's invaluable to anybody. It's, it's just an exciting experience. Um, you're meeting more people within your industry who are passionate and who absolutely love their jobs. And, you know, there's always different opportunities and you may not decide to stay in that exact career that you're doing, you know, for the rest of your life. So maybe there's another opportunity that's around the corner for you um, that you just aren't even aware of yet. So I encourage anybody who's interested just to learn more um, to participate. Absolutely. Yeah. And then networking opportunities. You know, if, if you're in aviation, you're looking for a career and you come through our learning center, you actually get to meet uh, different people from different companies. And that, that's always a good in when you get to, to meet people from different companies. And another thing that um, we were actually talking about before COVID with the two airports, with the Edmonton airport and the Calgary airport, was uh, having staff from each airport go and visit each other's learning center. Um, and then they get to really see what's going on all around the airport in a very unique way. So uh, there's, there's lots of opportunities uh, with the learning center on that. Yeah, and I mean, even my career, you know, I've worked for an airline itself, I've worked for the airport authority, but I never had any, you know, contact with an air traffic controller and to learn about what you guys do. And then to even have the opportunity to go into Rob's hangar and into Sophia's um, flight school and sit behind a simulator, like, I never had a chance to do that. And I'd been through three different airport career jobs, aviation career jobs. So there's so much, there's just so much to it. <laughs> there really sure. is. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Just to clarify, I don't actually own the hangar, but uh, you know, just uh, as an extension of oh, what we Rob, were talking about. Like <laughs> <laughs> just just to, do. Yeah, you know, you think about like, even when we did our uh, video introduction, we had Megan, who at the time was the manager of security um, and emergency response. Um, she is based in Calgary. We had Heidi. She's a flight attendant, but she also does first aid training for the entire company. And then we had Katie Murray, who is um, a quality assurance manager. So the diverse set of, um, you know, opportunities, never mind for the entire week, but just, you know, within Canadian North itself. And now we have uh, um, as you folks know, Cassandra Hepp, uh, I just uh, had a conversation with her the other day. She's fantastic and she's an AME um, in Yellowknife and she's like, yeah, I really love, you know, what I'm doing up north here. It's like beautiful summer days in Yellowknife. So those are four, uh, but four examples of, you know, the diversity even within our own company. Um, so, yeah. Aww, I love her. She's so positive, that, that young lady up there. Yeah, um, absolutely. So Trevor, Trevor says, um, uh, we'll like to have a learning center in Trinidad and Tobago. I started a program, ABC Aviation, building community projects, but then of course, COVID. Missed the visits to the ATC, airports and hangars, and GA aircraft. It did generate lots of interest. Trevor, I'll just say on behalf of us, if you need us to fly over and, and, and help start <laughs> a learning center, you know, we can talk. <laughs> send us an email <laughs> we can talk about that for sure um oh yeah another question that's come in is um are there any aviation companies still hiring for anything um i'll start that one off just because i know right now there are people looking for ames 
that I personally know of. So if you're an AME and you're looking for a job, also chief flight instructor uh, positions, but Sabai, you would know more than that. I just know one person that's looking for a chief flight instructor right, right off the top of my head. How about you guys? You know, of, um, is, is anyone in the aviation industry hiring right now? Um, it's been kind of funny. I've had a lot of resumes from uh, a lot of our furloughed uh, Encore jazz pilots uh, that have instructor ratings and they're all looking for, for something to do because they miss flying airplanes. So there's, uh, there's quite a few instructors right now, which is crazy because, you know, six months ago, we were all screaming for flight instructors. So it's kind of crazy. I just flipped on a dime like that. But a lot of them have gotten jobs and the flight schools, thankfully, are still pretty darn busy. Uh, so, you know, airports, training airports, especially like just thinking of the two in Alberta, Springbank and Villeneuve, they're both, you know, busy and there's lots of jobs associated with those airports um, that, that are still out there. But I, in the like kind of flight training world, there's dispatching jobs and things like that are still available um, as kind of entry level. But uh, those are the main ones I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can um, reiterate what you were saying there, Kendra, is, uh, you know, I had another conversation with uh, an organization, Cascade Aerospace, and I know he was expressing that they were very desperately looking for um, trained AMEs and structural engineers and things like that. So there's definitely still work out there. And, um, you know, aviation was a growing field, desperate for people in all aspects of, of aviation, and that will come back. So, you know, this is another reason why we want to reach out to, to children and to younger, younger um, adults as well, because that pathway, you know, when we hit that recovery period, it's going to come back for sure. It's going to come back. And a lot of people are leaving, like, like retired, Yeah. you know, yeah. like there's early retirement incentives being offered. Yeah. So there are people leaving that weren't quite ready to leave. And when aviation comes back, what's that going to look like? Are we going to be in even more desperate than we were for pilots and AMEs and air traffic controllers and, and you name it, or, or will it build back so slowly that it'll be okay? I, I don't know, but it'll be, it's going to be, I kind of, I, I'm kind of going more towards, you know, we're going to be hurting again here in, in a year and a half. I don't half know, it was cold this days. morning. It made me be like, I want to get on an airplane and go somewhere warm. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I don't want to be here in January and February. If you're watching from, you know, Trinidad or someplace, you maybe don't realize how cold it gets here in Edmonton in the wintertime. And we don't want to stay here. But I know a place we can go visit, maybe. Um, okay, I just want to read here um, what uh, Caleb wrote. He said, so good morning, Caleb by the way. Uh, good morning. I echo the interest in a learning center for youth in the United States. The question is more about learning and real life application that is aviation related. This morning, there was a public radio program about a school starting in the States and the challenge of blending hybrid and remote learning that will happen for our kids. It's going to be a big challenge. You guys just got me thinking that schools could work real world applications about aviation that touch that touch on disciplines like communication, math, navigation, maintenance. There's a whole host of possibilities. Learning with the real world applications makes learners engaged and maybe get some dreaming. What do you think? And he says, I should send that idea to my kid's school. And, you know, yes, I mean, we've talked about this forever about our learnings, even just for us, for our learning center. You know, do we want to start teaching high school math through aviation live at the airport and that kind of thing. Uh, um, what do you guys think of this, this comments? I feel like I already have to teach high school math. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of 
students that we have at the flight school that that don't know math um and it's it's not complicated math like we're talking times tables and you know you know adding and subtracting very simplistic kind of stuff um and you know lots of them will struggle but they I, like I have one student who was struggling quite a bit and you know I would say okay we're burning 10 gallons of gas an hour and we have 40 gallons of gas how many hours can we fly for and just looked at me with that like uh I need my calculator and I'm like what like really and then they, they did so then we you know broke it down and went through it and um, over time the student has actually gotten quite a bit better and can like think through problems um so much quicker because we've applied it to you know what they're passionate about which is i think you know just a testament to that that you know lots of us how many of us would like i did great in college because it was an aviation program that i loved versus you know high school was hard uh for me versus yeah. you know other people you know we've all had that where if you really love something and it may you know something you like it's easier for you to learn so yeah. i definitely think that those kind of options down the road would be incredible and, and that's not just for aviation that's for you know in the medical field and law in so many so many ways i think that could be really fantastic for our next generations yeah and to build on that you know i mentioned earlier that we really focus on a design thinking process so you know we really are encouraging the students to do research we want them to interview people we want to really have them observe and look and watch and then you know kind of pre present you know what they see might be problems and what they think might be solutions so it's not really traditional learning like we are really um trying to have these, these students think differently and think in world you know real world type problems and um that itself really stokes interest and then they don't know like rob said they don't know they're learning um because they're enjoying it so much and boy, there's nothing that kids know more right now than to be able to research and find stuff online. So, you know, if they are, are able to kind of integrate those two things and, and it's something that they find really interesting and not realize that they're solving these problems, you know, they've learned something without knowing that they've learned something. So we, um, you know, we would really encourage, to try, you know, trying to get into, this, into the schools. And like I say, that's why we sort of brought it right back to that grade six program. We're with them an Inspiring Minds program here in our city and um, you know they are really focused on doing this type of field study um, type of learning because again kids don't all learn the same either right and and sitting there with worksheets and in the classroom with somebody talking isn't always going to reach absolutely every student in that that um, that classroom so you know for us we are even our online program we're trying to get different modalities um, out there. You know, it might be a PowerPoint presentation, it might be a video. Um, we'll put some projects together that you can print off and try at home with your own hands. So, you know, we really want to try to, um, again, make it as immersive as possible without actually being in person and interacting. Yeah. Um, okay, thank you, Nova. Um, you know, the design thinking element of the Learning Center is. Uh, such a fun aspect of it. I want, I want to talk about our drone course that we've already started online and give away the design thinking question that we have, but I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give it away. But we have a really exciting sort of problem that the kids uh, need to solve as they learn about our online drone course. Um, Rob, someone wanted a little follow-up, so I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, so just to follow up what you said earlier, but to become an AME, I know there are college programs for it, but are there any opportunities for people to be hired without the qualification um, 
to come in as an apprentice? Um, that's an excellent question. I know that even with our learners that have come, they've asked the same thing because they're just like so gung-ho to uh, start, you know, earning and uh, having a career in aviation. Uh, when it comes to the trades within Canada, there's three, uh, as you know, basic trades in uh, or disciplines in aircraft maintenance. There's the uh, M course, the mechanics or maintenance, if you will. There's the E course, avionics, and there's structures. So the short answer is no, you do have to go to um, an, an accredited school like SAIT or BCIT and the many down east as well. One of the things that SAIT does promote is um, with the structures program, they call it their catchphrase is a career in a year. So unlike your traditional, you know, apprenticeship, uh, you know, machining or otherwise, or, you know, your four-year degree program, you can actually start uh, working towards, um, which is the ultimate goal of your aircraft maintenance engineering license, you get credited, um, you know, there's some provisos to that in terms of the attendance and marking criteria, but once you finish the one year, you actually have the ability to start working on any type of aircraft and doesn't matter, fixed wing rotary, and you've already um, received credit towards your uh, aircraft maintenance engineering license. In other words, uh, you would forego many of the regulatory exams and the only exam you would have to challenge would be the CARS, uh, Canadian Aviation Re uh, Regulations exam. So in that regard, um, yeah, the schooling is a requirement, but it's not a massive investment in time. And I know that we did have a couple of people interested in that, but unfortunately, you, at this moment, you can't take that training here in our city, uh, correct? Yeah, that is correct. The closest um, right now would be the SAPE Structures Program in Calgary. Um, so, yes. Something we're still working on changing. Just that's right. <laughs> all things work. All these things working in the background. <laughs> um, so we have uh, about nine minutes left. Nova, I just want to talk a little bit more about um, what's happening with this online course. So the learning center. So just to recap, we have our learning center going in Edmonton. We were about to start in Calgary. We want to take it across Canada and wherever else in the world that we can open a learning center because <laughs> we truly believe they are extremely valuable for the aviation industry. They really, really are. Um, but that has come to a, a halt because of COVID. So we're taking our learning center on. And uh, so Nova, what is, what is the plan for this? Who can, who can see the learning center online? Um, who would want to, who's it for? Well, again, um, the first component that we'll be bringing online will be this um, Aviation Exploration Week. So we are bringing them on basically lesson by lesson. Um, the current partners that we're working, that we were working with as, as who we're actually working with and developing the materials that will go online. As you mentioned, our drone course will be um, probably the first one that we launch here and that will, should come out in September. Uh, Rob and I are even meeting this afternoon again, and we're um, working towards our the AME and the escape room and getting that one online next. And we anticipate having a full 10 um, different lessons um, online by the end of this year. 
So each of those lessons will be comprised of a couple of different modules um, to, to kind of give, a, again, a nice broad over, overview of each of the um, topics that we're going to discuss. And um, each of those modules will be hopefully, you know, delivered in a different type of modality and give you some um, opportunities to do some um, uh, hands-on projects and to try some of the, the suggestions that we'll, we'll demonstrate. And again, we'll just be very, very diverse, anything from the careers at the airport to some AME ex exploration um, to the drones that we were talking about. Um, uh, flight school, Sophia will be uh, talking about our aviation basics and what that looks like. Um, you know, and a lot of these things will, will also include um, that question that just kind of came up earlier. What are some of the paths to get to where um, you, you need to be to get to into these careers? Um, they're, they're, some of them are surprising. Uh, Sophia can speak to this, but you know, starting to get your pilot's license, you can do that before you get a driver's license. <laughs> so you know, some of these things might be very surprising to our students, um, but you'll be able to access it through our um, uh, Elevate Aviation uh, website. We are starting along with the Learning Center, a bit of a membership program. So basically, um, you know, you'll be able to, uh, access a couple of the modules in a few of our lessons if you want for free without being a member but essentially you know we're going to ask you to become a member with Elevate Aviation. Um, you know we figure this way we have uh, a pathway to communicate with you upcoming um, things, upcoming events, anything new that might be happening in the industry, some of the big questions like today around um, job possibilities and job opportunities um, will all go through our website as well. So you'll become a member and then um, you'll be able to uh, access our, our learning center opportunities. And uh, there will be a, a cost, you know, um, put to these things. We want to make sure that we're demonstrating value that our professionals like Rob and Sophia are putting in towards creating these, um, these courses. We value their skill and their expertise immensely. And uh, that doesn't come without, without a cost because we know that these are truly um, valuable resources that we're, we're using. And that the information that we're sharing is um, is high quality, and um, can certainly lead to some great great career pathways. I think also that um, teachers anywhere in the world, really, um, I think that they should get this online program and get it into their their schools, especially with more you know being done online. Uh, this is a great opportunity if you can't attend an, a learning center in person to be able to take these and 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 just share them with your class and use it as a proponent to educate students on aviation careers because this really is a, a whole course of of career awareness and i think that's so exciting and, and and we at elevate get many people that contact us saying hey i'm interested in aviation you know i hear you guys talk about aviation people seem so passionate about it not quite sure what i want to do they can also take a look at this course and, and really get a, a, an overview of a bunch of different careers inside aviation and, and see which one maybe they want to take some further follow-up with and call Sophia and get a mentor Sophia overloaded with this but you're doing a great job <laughs> no it's a team effort it's all good um, okay we only have a couple of minutes I just want to do a little round table for the end Sophia starting with you uh, thank you first of all for taking time to be with us when you're sitting literally inside an airport um, so thank you and I just do you have any uh, some any encouraging words about about anything that you want to talk about really but the learning center in particular 
there. Yeah, no, uh, thanks for having me. It's, uh, we, you know, at the Edmonton Flying Club, we love being a part of the Learning Centre and it's it's a great way for us to, like, not only show our, um, you know, the cool things of, of a flight school and, like, what airplanes are and then people get in there and fly simulators and sit in the airplanes and move the controls around, but it's also really good for, for us. And I think I encourage other, industri like, industry professionals to, to get involved with youth because it's, I find it really inspiring because you know, you always, there's always that all oh, the kids of today stuff. But when you actually start to meet the kids of today, they're pretty awesome. And so I just say I encourage, you know, industry professionals to, to open your doors to, to programs like this because I know they've made a huge impact on the Flying Club and on, on I think all the partners and, you know, we're all really proud to be a part of it. And I think it's, it's just awesome to give that hands-on experience and, and actually invite them in to see what you do. Absolutely. Rob, how about you? Last words? Um, just wanted to say, looking forward to my meeting with uh, Nova this afternoon. I just think it's so awesome. Like uh, the, uh, you know, it's just serendipity that, you know, we're, uh, and myself uh, as a facilitator, I'm part of this uh, team here, this group. And uh, I'm so glad that, you know, Canadian North is still want to push forward and promote because it's mutually beneficial for sure. Thank you. Nova? Oh, mute. I want to mute. <laughs> <laughs> you caught it yourself. Um, yeah, I think for me, you know, the the greatest joy in, in coming on board with Elevate is, is truly feeling um, the partnerships and the support within the industry. It's just been absolutely incredible. And as as punny as it might be, I mean, everybody is trying to lift each other up in, in this industry. And I know COVID has been a really tough time. So, I mean, if we have any viewers who are, you know, from the industry and are, are you know, part of that, the COVID layoffs and things like that, you know, we wish you all the best and um, are here to support if there's any transitions and, and things like that, that you're interested in and that we can, you know, work with you on. We're, we're open to that as well. But you know, always a huge, huge thank you to our partners because we couldn't do this without you. Um, here in Edmonton, our Edmonton airports, um, some of our technology groups like ACAMP and um, Area Analytics and Drone Buzz and Absolute Combustion. Um, of course, our Royal Canadian Air Force that you mentioned, Canadian North, our Flying Club, we've got North Caribou Air, but you know, in NAV Canada, we've got some huge, huge supporters. And um, I think that's really, you know, as much as we invite everybody out to come and do this, it wouldn't be here if we didn't have these partners working and backing us. Thanks, Nova. I know we mentioned the Calgary partners, but we didn't really mention all the Edmonton yeah. partners. So thank you so much for doing that. I'd be regretting that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I just said thank you all for being here and, and for helping to share what we're doing inside the Learning Center. I really think the Learning Center matters and I, I think that it needs to continue to grow. And um, and Trevor, I see your comment there. I'm sorry I didn't get to it, but our, you know, our prayers and, and thoughts are all around um, the employees that you talk about at Delta and everywhere else in in the world that are going through such a rough time in the aviation industry right now uh, we are all hoping that it comes back very 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 quickly um, and uh, I just want to remind you guys the necklace the sales pitch <laughs> yeah yeah if you want to help 
continue to support us, please get online, uh, grab a necklace, put it away for Christmas. You can you can give it away as a Christmas present. It's a Hilberg and Burke beautiful necklace, t-shirts, there's some other things on there that you can buy to help support us. Um, thank you all so much for, for listening to this webinar and learning about our learning center. If anyone has any questions, please contact us, info at elevateaviation.ca. You can, if you are, if you're interested in maybe having a learning center where you are, um, and you want to talk about it, just, just send us some information. If you're a teacher or if you know a teacher that uh, might be interested in, in getting our online version going, um, just let us know. And uh, if you want to be early in getting a, a membership with us, let us know that as well and we can put you on a list. So thank you so much. Um, we'll see you next week when we talk to a lady by the name of Kalea, who is the CEO of Absolute Combustion. And she's got an incredible journey that we're going to share with you all. Um, you guys, Rob, Nova, Sophia, thank you guys so much. Thank and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys again in person sometime very soon. Bye.